Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Front Row Seat, episode 38, and I'm Noah Alvarez. Jacob Fanshawe will be joining me in just a second, and we have a special guest for you, too, that I'll introduce in just a sec. But before we do anything, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow the podcast on whatever platform, because we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on all those podcast streaming platforms you can think of. Yes, front row seat. And while you're at it, follow us on Twitter if you're on the platform, at front row seat pod. That's at front row seat pod. Again, we have a special guest this week for episode 38. It's one of my good friends, my friend Mac. Mac is a friend that I worked with, but we've been homies even outside of work. We have our own podcast too, A Sip of Crime podcast. Check that out, A Sip of Crime. It's also part of True 100 Radio. We like to talk about crime. That's what it is. It's uh, And we're also sipping wine at the same time. So we definitely talk about the origins of that podcast. We talk a little bit about Mac's origins, his background. He lived in Haiti for the first eight years in his life, so that's pretty cool too. And obviously we have a good old time. You know how we do it on the show. We keep it very... Uh, loosely formatted formatted we have a lot of laughs jacob was <laughs> stuff in his face with madeline's during the entire episode but i don't even know if you could tell because he played it off like a champ and probably the end of the episode is one of my favorites too because uh he couldn't he wasn't ready for the poem that i was about to read so <laughs> we had to cut it short nonetheless thank you again mac for being a part of the show thank you again to you the listener for tuning in to the front row seat sit back put your feet up hope you enjoy Welcome back to another episode of The Front Row Seat. It's Noah Alvarez. Jacob Fanshawe. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. I don't know about very hey, special. He is yeah, special to special, me. He is special. special to me because, yo, I, I started working with Mac like three years ago. Not to get like weirdly, I'm not going to get super emotional, relax. But, well, I want to <laughs> hear. I want to hear. I don't, yes. I'm, I don't I've, been, I've been working with Mac for a cool minute now dope person and i feel like it's hard to make friends as adults but like mac was kind of one of those first friends i made back home post-college and i don't know i just like really thankful for our friendship because i feel like you know he's a cool person so that's why i'm going to introduce him a special 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 way we have the one and only mac hey what's good y'all man thank y'all for having me on and Let's have some fun tonight. Yes, sir. Let's have some fun. Yeah, we, we've already been having some pretty interesting conversations already pre- free, before pre-show. And I don't know. I was kind of... We were on a good one. We were on a good one. We were talking about reading because Mac here is an audiobook reader, which I think is kind of impressive because I'm too afraid to try. And I physically like holding a book. I like making the spine all wrinkly. Yeah, okay. Because I, well, I don't intentionally like bend it, but I think it's a show how often... You're reading it, right? right? Like, the more you're reading it, the more it's going to get worn. Right. So, I, I like when the books get all spin, like, they have that weird stuff on the spine. And yeah. basically, you can see the binding, right, of the book. That's right. what it is. Like, the... the out- Especially the older books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like the paperbacks. But yeah. you here, Mac, you're an audiobook listener. Yeah, because, like, for me, I, I don't have the time to sit down and just read a book. So, if I'm just, like, roaming around in my... Let's say if I'm in my office and I'm doing some paperwork... I have a book plan in the background I can listen to it and get my work done at the same time mm-hmm. and if something catches my attention I could pause my work for a second listen for listen to it and then after that go back to work like it, it took me a while to get to that though I used to be like a paper book reader myself yeah and then but because as we evolve as human beings you know we grow we outgrow things 
Mm. And I felt like with technology advancing the way it is, audiobooks are probably going to be the way everything's going to go. To be honest, there's going to be some paper copies still, but they're not going to be as efficient as the ones that we were used to, accustomed to at our age group, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I just started. I was like, you know, my sister put me on it, and I was like, all right, bump it. Let's just let's get some listening in. And then I've been doing it for a couple years now. Shit. Damn. What, where would you even get those books? Like, I've heard of Audible. Is that, like, the only way you can get audiobooks, or how else Audible, can you get them? Audible, if you have, a, a, like, a library card, yeah, you could go to OneDrive. Oh, okay. And then you could, um, they let you rent out books to listen oh. to, or you can go on YouTube. Okay. They have audiobooks on there. I mean, anywhere like that you could listen to anything, they usually have audiobooks. All right. Yeah. I'll have to check that out, because, I mean, I, I'm a big podcast listener, and I think we've talked about this on the show, and this is why I like doing them so much, but, like, when you could throw this in on the headphones while you're doing just, like, a simple task, right? right? When Even when we're working at, you know, the grocery job or, you know, sometimes when I'm cooking, sometimes when I... I'm doing laundry. It just makes time go by way faster because you're just listening to like a little radio show in the air. That's what's mm-hmm. cool about podcasting. But I would definitely because like like he said, I don't really. I'm not. I want to read, but I don't have the want to like sit down, put my phone away, and read for more than like 10, 15 minutes at a time. So you lack That's discipline. What, yeah, I do lack discipline. I can read for ten minutes and then I'll just get kind of bored and just like, damn, I need to. I think having an audiobook would help that though. Just yeah, listening listen into the background for an, for an hour or two, mm-hmm. and then you can still get a lot done, and you don't you don't even feel like you listen to a book, right? You know, that's crazy. Just, like even going on a hike or something with the audiobook. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking dope. I just ting ting ting. <laughs> I don't. Good idea. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I like the feeling of a book, and maybe we're we do different things. Yeah. In our lives, and I think we maybe have different schedules. But you know what? I do a lot of my reading in the restroom. I'll be honest with you. When I go use the restroom, I just... <laughs> I usually... I think I'm a fluid enough reader to where I can get probably a chapter in one sitting. Yeah. And if I want to just be extended there and just planted in the restroom, I don't know. And you lose yourself in that book, yeah. You can, Hell yeah. yeah. Do you mean, ever, it okay, it do you makes ever find... taking a shit pleasurable. <laughs> if, that, if that's possible, if that's possible to understand for the listeners, you know, it makes, it makes visiting the loo, like... I don't know, like... I can't explain it. It's just, it feels nice to have a book and you're just shitting your guts out and you're like, <laughs> like, and you're just reading this fucking thing. Like, Damn, I don't know, man. man. That's fucking funny. I don't know, man. Like, that's where I do most of my fucking reading. Do you ever it, stay on the toilet for like an hour? Um, not that long. 40 no. minutes? 30? Mm, maybe 25. Uh, that's a long time. That though. is a long time that's to a long be on time. the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your legs probably go numb. No, your no, feet, no. Your feet, no. <laughs> No, no, but I'm like reading, you know, like Jesus. You probably get up, you're like, whoa, I can't feel my feet. <laughs> you're stupid. You're stupid. No, Noah. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. But I, so I clearly I'm the only one that does that. Maybe we might have to have you test it out one day. I definitely want to test it out. I'm, I'm definitely open to it. It's just, I maybe, and I'm not even trying to do it like ironically, like trying to be cool. I just like yeah. reading a book. Like there's something special to me about right. reading a book that's indescribable as a reader, just like a runner's high. Yeah, yeah. Like that's indescribable to someone who doesn't run. So if someone who doesn't like to read or they read casually every couple months or so, like it's hard to explain what you enjoy about having the physical. I, but you know, like when you actually sit down and read a physical book, you're, you're the, you're the one interpreting the tone. Right. Everything, right. Exactly. But that's when, why it's awesome. Right. But like that's example, what reading is about. There's this one book that I listened to. It's called The Four Agreements. Mm. Um, that book talks to you how you 
come to agreement with yourself, others, and like everything around you, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's natural things around you that you agree with without even like not realizing that you're agreeing with it, right? And if I I read that book physically, mm-hmm. I did, and I did not get that message. And then when I listened to the person, like how he broke it down, and I was like, all right, that makes more sense, you know. But it, again, I'm more of an auditory learner too. So it's like if I hear something, I absorb it a lot faster than if I were to sit down and read. You could literally send me a 10-page uh, message right now, and I'll, I'll read it. Mm-hmm. Would I understand what you're saying? No. Mm-hmm. But if you say it to me, I'll be like, oh, that makes sense. You know, it's just like that's how I learn. So it, it allowed me. It, it makes more sense for me to just listen to audiobooks. Damn. That's, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy, too, to think about that? Like, <clears throat> I mean, we talk about a lot about the school system and everything, but like it's very vanilla. Like you, you have to learn the school's way, and you know him just talking about the different learning types. You know, there's like five different learning types. Do you know the five different learning types? I do not, but mm-hmm. I'm sure I I could pull that up on my phone if we needed to. But um, do you know them, Mac? No. Okay, but yeah, there's, I know there's visual, there's auditory, there's hands-on. Right. And touch. Then, that's, that's and then there's two more. I don't remember. I don't know the other two. But everybody learns in their own way, and you got to meet people where they're at, and the school system don't, don't necessarily do a good job at doing that. Though. It really don't. It well, before we ramble on that, like, we don't need to ramble on to that. <laughs> no, I know, but it's... I'm just, that's, we're going to circle back. Up, I'm continuing. <laughs> okay, you know what? Yeah. Another well, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to stop that, because uh, this got, this got, because I am, I am genuinely, we'll wrap it up, we can move on, but I'm genuinely impressed that you can audit, I think that's... I can't do that. I guess that goes to show my focus. I couldn't. I couldn't. I feel like I wouldn't be absorbing. You know how you just told me you're an auditory and you don't. You prefer to hear it rather than read it. Yeah. I feel like when I hear it, I lose that that special feeling of Ooh. tone and you know what my own impersonal interpretation. Because the the cool thing is, if if you really wanted to go um, to do it, you could Google about the book and you can read about the book and what others or you know what like what right, the general right. consensus is and. I don't know. There's a fun discussion. And I'm not saying listening to a book takes all that away. It just, I guess having it, I guess having characters like being voiced and I guess maybe potentially depending on the book you've read, the author kind of expressing it to you in a different way than it is in written form. I just think you lose something in translation. But we'll, we'll wrap it up and we'll move on. I like reading hardcover books or like hard hard copy books and yes. started talking about the things we had been reading of late yes and I'd read The Godfather or I'm currently about to finish the second book The Sicilian mm-hmm. and it's been a really enjoyable ride and I and I was telling them I like the author Mark Puzo mm-hmm. like I the way he or Mario Puzo excuse me the way he writes is freaking like money he's a excellent excellent author do any of you guys have you guys experienced an author that makes you feel that way about reading like some, I don't know something you read that moves you profoundly or affects you profoundly like you, you've thought about it and it's you have like a favorite not passage because I can't recite the passage but like mm-hmm. you have a favorite book do you have a favorite author do you, I mean I feel like that's I things do. that people don't have these days you're it's right it's kind of odd you're right about <laughs> that because I feel like people stop reading once they're in high school I think people dread <clears throat> reading so much in middle school and high school that they lose interest in it and then when they get to be adults they're like well at least from 18 to 20 you're like ah fuck reading like because high school makes reading fucking miserable that's what i'm saying so people don't normally pick up that habit in their mid-20s or i feel like you know what i mean like because you lose it for so long it's kind of hard to go back but i i think just to kind of answer your question um 
I definitely really fuck with Hunger Games. Like that, I know that was like a book that I read in high school. It was a few years ago, and they made a movie about it, so a lot of people know about it. But I remember like my freshman, sophomore, and senior year English teacher was pretty like they're they're all pretty kind of whack. They didn't really teach me a lot, but the junior year English teacher was kind of like motivating. She was also really big into reading, and we did like reading count stuff. And I feel like like most English classes do reading count stuff, but I don't remember doing it. My reading count. Reading counts. So, like, you get points for oh. X, Y, and Z, reading this amount. But my freshman, sophomore, and senior year, I didn't do it. Okay. For whatever reason, the teachers didn't have something like that set up. Or I don't remember it. That's how I'm remembering it. But anyways, junior, we had to do, like, a reading circle group. It was, like, me and, like, four other people. It was basically, we did, like, book clubs. <laughs> and we would literally, like, read a certain amount of chapters, and then we'd have to present on it to the class. And it was kind of, like, weird, but at the same time, it, like, we all got, like, our group got lucky and we got Hunger Games. And it was, like... Another group got Maze Runner, too. So I remember she chose, like, of the seven books she gave us, the seven groups, like, I think three of them got made into movies because the other one was... Um, so it was, like, young adult books. Yeah, young, young adult, adult books. Stuff. Okay. What was it called? Twilight. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't Twilight. I read then Twilight. I, <laughs> I don't remember it, but I did read it. I didn't read it. it. I did read it. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I read the first three, but I never read the fourth. <laughs> but just I don't the, know why. <laughs> I, I've seen the Twilight movies, never read the books, but... No, I think that's worse. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, but the Hunger Games books really just, like, the whole group, I remember we finished, like, it was supposed to be, like, a, a three-month thing, and we all finished it within the first two weeks. The first book? The Hunger Games, yeah, the or first the book. Or the entire series? No, the first book. The first book, okay. The first book, we, like, literally, like, finished, Oh, yeah, like, that's right. The, I'm thinking this entire series, but the actual name of the first book is The Hunger Games. Right, because right. the next one's, uh... Mock, not, no, Mockingjay's the final one. Catching Fire, I think it's the Catching Fire, one. and yeah, then Mockingjay. Mockingjay. Yeah, shit. But it's just... How descriptive Suzanne L. Collins, I believe it, her last name is. Um, she's like such a dope writer. How she just kind of painted that alternate universe, it's supposed to be like post-apocalyptic, I guess. And how you know some of those things, like oh, it's like fantasy, but it's also kind of similar. She drew it from like today's America, I think. And it's like I don't know. I see. I see like how some of it's kind of comical, and others of it, but other of it's like also like a very drama. Like it's a, it's like a big drama, you know. And I think I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but she very like the way you were describing. What's his name? The Mario guy from the guy? Puzo. Mario Puzo. I was just thinking, oh, like Hunger Games. I, okay, that's so cool. So we finished the first book in like two weeks. I think we all agreed to get the second and third book together. And we finished that probably within, you know, that school year. It was kind of crazy. Well, for me, as of <laughs> now, like my author is uh, Michael Conley. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to him for like at least a couple of years now. Um, his stories, like they're pretty descriptive. I mean, they're all fiction, but descriptive and he puts you he puts you in that mindset like oh like police officers lawyers whatever it is like he talks about all of that you know and then um but the first book that really really got me into like audiobooks and it's a book that it was a, a self-written book by uh, the author i forgot his name but it's called a child named it hmm. i don't know if you guys remember that from uh, high school i you know what i never read it i, I know some terrible shit happens in it but i, I never that read book it. had me like it broke me, right? Mm. It broke me to the point where I wanted to know more. Oh. And then so I started listening to audiobooks more. It, not because, like, I wanted to feel something, but also because I wanted to be able to, like, get... It's like getting out of your own head and feeling like you're a part of a story that's being told, mm. right? And that that's what that book made me feel. It made me feel like I was that kid. Like, I was, uh, uh, like, receiving everything he was receiving. Oh, like, it was first person? Was it first yeah, person? first person. Who... <clears throat> When a so, writer can write in first person, that's fucking dope. Yeah, so I felt like everything <clears throat> he felt, right? So then I was like, all right, let me try other books. And then I started putting myself in those other shoes and stuff like that. So, yeah, Michael, right now Michael Collins is <clears throat> for me. He's painting a 
picture, a vivid picture to where like I'm like, all right, I can't wait for the next book. Damn. Can't wait for the next book. Like his book just he just dropped a recent book, um, literally November 9th. Yeah, I had already had it in my in my ad list. I had already bought it because it got to that point where it was like you know like he paints he paints such a vivid picture you just want to read more and more and more and more. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that's that. Damn, it's it's cool like hearing us talk about authors and how they captivate us in different ways and and uh i mean another art- author i really like chase serrano and i know you know him from twitter i've never have, read it have you ever i've read never him? read him have you ever me. read chase serrano mac mm. he's a pretty dope dude I, I feel like he got i mean he got big for a lot of different reasons but one is his twitter presence right he was always he was just like this i don't want to say but he was a teacher teaching in san antonio like mexican background chicano background and he's you know he's really into hip hop and rap and just like part of that culture, but he went to school and he became a writer and he just like kind of, in the way he writes his books, it's just like how you and I would talk to each other. Sometimes you'll throw a fuck in there. Sometimes like and so when I the only book I've read of his is bas- basketball and other things, but I think he got big off the rapping, the rap yearbook. It was like the most important rap song from each year, right? And he went back and broke it down, but like very like, like you know with a lot of good uh, research and stuff behind it. He wasn't just bullshitting, it, you know. So I think, um, man, it just, it was cool. It's basically, like I said, if someone was talking here on the street about sports for basketball and other things, like that's how he's talking. It's just kind of, I don't know, the way he writes is very like loose and it really just, I don't know, I recommend both of you guys check it out. I know, like I said, you know him about Twitter. You have Twitter. one of his books, right? I do, movies and other things. If you want to borrow it, go ahead. I'll lend oh. it to you. I haven't seen a whole lot of movies, so I'm kind of wanting to watch more <coughs> movies before I read the whole book. Because he talks about uh, classics, <coughs> and I haven't seen, like, the classic Halloween. I haven't seen, like, some of the movies that I know he needs to talk, so I need to, like, watch those movies oh, you just first. cross them off your list, man. Yeah, I know. I, know. I can't be lazy about it. <laughs> okay, well, to pivot from books, we'll talk about podcasts, and I know specifically you yourself, you and Noe. You guys do have a podcast. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? In fact, can you... Well, actually, I have a... Actually, no, I have a pretty good idea of what it is about. You guys talk about crime, right? True yeah, crime? Yes. It's almost a true crime prop. Um, yeah, I'm making it way more complicated than what it is. It's a true crime true crime podcast. God, yeah. that's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. But also, we, we try to find different ways around it, too. Like, we don't we talk about the crime. Yeah, we make the person out for what they are. Right. But then at the end of the day, too, we try to see, like, what could have changed in that person's perspective. Like, if they had a mentor, you know, or someone to, a parent to be present, you know, stuff like that. Like, we don't just look at the negative. We try to find some positive that could have eventually made, made a difference in that person's life, you know, but... It, it, it didn't happen that way but we still try to find a positive outlook you know but um but yeah uh, um we post at our podcast every wednesday mm-hmm. um it's, what called, is a, the, it's yeah. called a sip of crime mm-hmm. check it out it's on spotify apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts we all um but yeah it's it's an interesting storyline to be honest because when, when we started this it wasn't like Noah was just supposed to be like my first guest mm-hmm and then we it just took on a life of its own because we just flowed off of each other the way we did and just yeah Nora was afraid at first because he was like oh no gory stories man like yeah, yeah. like no blood none of that and I was like bro you're not gonna die don't worry <laughs> so then we, when we started getting into it and it, it helps too when you have a, a glass of wine while you're doing it it yeah. allows your body to just mellow down and just talk about it like freely like and that and that's what's cool because I've never just to kind of cut you off real quick but like I've never had wine like 
I've had wine on occasions, but I never thought to like have wine and like have a conversation like the way we do. Mm-hmm. And so like Mag put me onto that. But it's it's like I mean there's a there's cool things about us smoking and and having a conversation, right? That's how like one person can communicate, but also like having wine and, and communicating. That's like woo, like it's I don't know. Wine does something to you where like I can't really ex- describe because I haven't never drinking that much wine. Maybe you could describe it better, but it just it relaxes you a lot. <laughs> Interesting. Now, what kind of wine are you buying? Are you would you consider yourself a wine guy, like somebody that is well versed in the realm of wine? I wouldn't say well versed, but I know I know enough to to make some to buy to know what to buy and what not to buy. Like looking at alcoholic percentage and stuff like that. Like if it's too high of a content, then you wake up with a fucking migraine. Mm. But if it's too low, you're not gonna get the pleasure that you want. And then if it's earthy or woody, like it all depends on what your taste bud is, like mm. or what you're eating. Or, like I'm not well versed, but I, I, I'm, I know enough to where I could buy wine to drink. And You'd fool me. Huh? You'd fool me on not being well versed. <laughs> I don't know about any of that. That's the what only, I say. That's the sounded... only type of wine I've ever tried is Stella Rosa. However, that's not wine. <laughs> yeah, that's like punch. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's I, alcohol with fruit punch with alcohol. Yeah, then. pretty, pretty much. So there you go. That shows my extent of wine. <laughs> Tell me, what are some of your favorite wine bottles that you've had? Um, not just on the show, but just in, in your personal life. I, yeah. I, I like. I mostly like the Italians. Mm. Like the Italian wines, like <laughs> I, I bought like this sweet Italian, um, and I mixed it with another uh, red blend mm-hmm. Italian, and I, I yes I do mixes. Yeah. And when I do those mixes, like I don't do it like just to mix it. Like I I try it first just to make sure it's not gonna kill nobody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had no Noah. Dude. I had Noah tried it. And Noah was like, he's underselling it. He could blend like <laughs> him. He could blend like a motherfucker, dude. Like there was there was one uh, combo of like bottles that was so good he went act like i told him that was so good i was just like non-stop complimenting him and then like the next time i showed up like he actually had the two bottles like what like and then i i gotta try it later in my own house like it was just it was just cool like it, it was a nice what experience. two bottles are you mixing well i'll show you we'll show you the picture he has them in his house right yeah now. i can show you before he has the bottles in go. his room yeah i forgot it's uh but it's like a sweet and like a, the the what do you call it the dryer one is from it's like a cab. san luis obispo yeah, yeah. It's like a dry red. Yeah, in that yeah. slow area. So it's just it's just crazy though. It's like <laughs> this man this man knows his shit. Don't <laughs> don't underestimate it, man. What would you pair with a good steak? It depends. Um, what are you having with the steak? Let's say I go to Okay, let's say what I can afford. Can I go to a steakhouse? So let's say BJ's. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, BJ's. They they make so it. So you okay want steak. you'd want a cabernet? So I go to BJ's, probably get some asparagus and some mashed potatoes. You'd want some Cabernet. Cabernet. Yeah. Why? Because steak, you, you always want to match the color of your food with the color of your wine. Mmm. Huh. I like that. Wow. So if you're having an Alfredo, you want that white. If you're having salmon, you want that pink. Ooh, that is crazy. I mean, it sounds simple, but like, did not know that. <laughs> You could also do a, a offset mix too, like you could get like a. So if I'm at the restaurant, I can tell them like, give me your finest pink wine. So you asking for a rosé? Nah, I hate rosé. Well, actually, I've only ever is. had like rosé. But you need to. You gotta expand your, your mm-hmm. horizon. So I, I, you're telling me Stella. I gotta buy. It's not Stella. You t- yeah. yeah, you gotta get more than just Stella, but bro, bro, it's. 
Let me just say the wine's incredible, man. I, I just, know, and it, it, but it, like it, I also know it's way more expensive than liquor. Like you, like wine. It depends can, on where. Well, you go. hey, no, but if you, there's definitely grocery stores that have really good deals. I think if you're trying to go to a liquor store and get wine, it's you, gonna be pricey. You'll buy the same bottle of wine at a at a liquor store. That you could buy at another grocery store mm-hmm. for maybe oh, I mean, I know where you more than buy. half the price. I'm not trying to give like any advertisements, but I know like Trader Joe's, Grocery Outlet, those like and uh, what's the other place that has like really good wine deals? CVS. No, Rite Aid. Rite Aid. Oh yeah, you're right. Bevmo does too. Like you buy one and buy one for one cent or whatever. Yeah. Like they have th- those deals. I so mean, there's a, there's a few places that are out there that like have really good like. No, Jacob, don't worry. Yeah. I got you. I'll introduce you. Yeah, you should yeah, because I, I, I would definitely be. The few times I've had wine, whether or not it's not real wine or not. Actually, I did try once, one time, one Thanksgiving. We'll talk about Thanksgiving later, but one time, one Thanksgiving. No lie. Like, I just turned 21. Yeah. My cousin, she bought something fancy. Like, obviously, nothing. Like, like she she proudly presented that it was like a $200 bottle or something. Oh, shit. And I drank it. Dude, that was the most fucked up I'd ever been in my life. <laughs> and, like, my teeth were all stained. And I was just, uh, dude, it was awesome. Nice. It, was, it was definitely a uh, good time. You feel like an, your ancestral roots kicked in or what? No, I just, <laughs> I feel like, like, I understand what you're saying, but only a tiny bit. Yeah. So, like, I would definitely love to expand my gullet. Yeah. I got you. And my taste. But I just, I feel like every time I want to drink, I, I like to drink beer. So I drink Michelob. Right now, I've been on a Michelob Ultra. I'm very, very, how do you say, I don't like stepping out of my comfort zone for beers. Because ah, I, I think okay. sometimes... I, I don't. But you like those great whites? I did. Well, I'll do it. I just the actually. I guess I'm a little shook. I tried the voodoo, or actually no, a buddy of mine. I had been holding his his seeds for his <laughs> plant for a while. Nice. For, nice. Yeah, he had told me to hold on to them because I, I forgot uh-huh. that. I don't know how I ended in possession of them with them, but he asked me just hold on to them, and then one day he finally came and claimed them, and he gave me a six pack. Of like Imperial Voodoo Ranger, it was like an IPA, nice. and it, it was just too heavy for me. I think yeah. I ended oh, yeah. up giving them my dude. It was the most like, just it's crazy. Uh, it's, it it's, just I didn't enjoy that. I, <laughs> I took like two sips and I was like, holy crap, it's this like, is terrible. It's like a and heavy like, shake, but like a heavy, non-desirable shake almost. You know, this Voodoo Ranger tasted almost like cough syrup. Like I just did not oh. enjoy it, but not like the cherry cough syrup it, sorry it just, if you're an ipa lover but we just we just got to shit on ipa well no i'm not even trying to shit on ipa it's like i, I am though <laughs> i mean I, I mean was isn't or, your great white considered an ipa no it's just a pale ale huh there's a difference you, between the, see, I, the ipa and the what are the differences between I, the pale ale well i said it like i knew it but i don't really know i just uh, know there's different levels okay like, i wasn't trying to question you like that because <laughs> I, I don't know like, shit, i don't know how about you do, do you enjoy beer i mean i do okay but i usually time? have this weird ass joke when people ask me if i drink ipa i tell them i'm not canadian IPA. Oh, you drink IP, eh? <laughs> IP, eh? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I like that. But I, like I do, that. I do drink beer. Um, that's usually like my if I'm drinking all day, I'll drink beer all day, kind of thing. I love beer. Yeah, beer is awesome. Yeah, shower beers. If you ever was, had a shower beer, uh, I don't tell You've him. never I'm had just, a shower beer? Yeah. He's oh, done, he's done the allow shower me, thing. yeah, allow me to expand uh, everyone's horizons. Uh, we're on the it. we're on the topic of this. <laughs> expand your horizons. Drop that. <laughs> judging laugh that you just gave <laughs> and like just listen alright not, no not you the listeners oh, okay. I, know, I know at home people they're, they're, I'm sure I can just imagine so I'm gonna say this you take a nice hot shower or you take a cold shower it doesn't matter it works but I like taking the hot showers I take hot showers year round I don't care if it's in the summer that's just what I do Jeez. and 
you just get a cold beer, preferably not glass, because if something were to break, you don't want to cut your fucking <laughs> foot like that. That would yeah. be fucking awful. Yeah, that oh, would be a terrible. You're talking about drinking a beer while you're in the shower? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I do that all the time. Right, absolutely. It's called shower beer. I didn't okay. know that. I, yeah. I thought you were talking about like somebody oh, yeah, showering it... you with beer. No, like... no, isn't oh. it? Isn't it awesome? Like an awesome feeling? Yeah, like I, I love the feeling of like the hot water, water and the cold, cold beer, beer, and I'm just <laughs> drinking, and it just makes me feel like like I'm on fire, but I'm not because like. I'm cold, but I'm hot. And if your ba- if your if your bathroom fogs up a little bit, you get a little woozy. But you're like, nah, one more. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> well, I've actually only ever had like one because I just I feel like that's a long time to be in the shower to drink two. Like if I'm pounding two beers in the shower, like Jesus, one is cool. Unless you're just straight chugging a shot. What if you shotgun in the in the I mean, shower? Yeah, that would be I the most appropriate place. <laughs> I've never shotgunned a beer. You never shotgunned a beer? No. Uh, you know what? It's it's. It's definitely overhyped. I mean, I've done it a few times, and I'm not really good at it because you need to practice it a lot. But I just feel like you know who I think is probably good at shotgunning beers. Who? Carl. He is very good at shotgunning yeah? beers. Yeah, oh, I think he's, I'm pretty sure he posts videos about it. Is he a champion? He's a champion. Yeah, he's like one of those. Carl, I don't think you listen to this, but if you did, send us a video of you being champion. I want to see that. <laughs> shotgunning, yeah. Yeah, shotgunning beer. But it's an interesting experience. I, I would say just try it at least once or twice, but. I don't know. See what you think about it. I have a video of my friend Eddie doing it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I want to, yeah, you know, I should, the next time, you know, for my birthday. Uh, well, yeah, and actually, we're not going to go down that route. Yeah. For my birthday, I'll do in it. In March. Yeah, in March. Yeah, we'll talk about that closer to the show. Yes. Speaking or another of, show. Yes. Okay, so, before we get into any other topic, I do want to cut in. Mac, it's your birthday soon. He's yeah. a, he's the end of November baby. He's a Sagittarius. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But because, like, like I said, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> those those listeners know what it means. <laughs> but nah, Mac, I wanted to ask you because everywhere I go, every like you know, we've worked at different jobs together. We just you know hang out on the, uh, on the outside too together. You have this like energy about yourself. You just you carry yourself in a certain way, and I've always like really admired it. How do you like? When did that first start for you? I guess like when did you? I don't know. Like how did you learn to be yourself? It started with being my, being comfortable with myself, I guess. Like, I don't know. There was there was one point in my life where I was trying to change who I was just to please people around me. And I hated myself for it. When I say hated, like, I hated myself for it. And then, I don't know. And then one day I just woke up and I just said, you know what? Let's try something different. Let's try being you. And then I just, like, I, I've always been one of those people people always come towards. Like, I don't know why. I never know why. I still don't know why to this day. But, like, I'm always trying to, you know, try to be a human being, I guess. And in order for me to be a human being, I have to be in acceptance with myself. If I can't accept myself, then I can't accept others around me. So I was like, you know what? Let's just be you, man. Just do your thing. And then if people are meant to be in your life, they're going to be in your life. If they're not meant to be, then it is what it is. You know, just wake up every day and just do your own thing. And then let let the world reciprocate what's meant to be yours. And then that's what I've been doing. And that's usually... That's how we met Noah, cause then you know Andy put us together. Mm-hmm. Shout out Andy, put us together on the first day you started, and then yeah. the the rest is history. That's crazy, man. First it day you started at the what? The first, gas day, first day. First <laughs> at the no, what? not the gas station, the grocery store. God damn it! Boys and Girls Club. First day at the Boys and Girls Club, man. Like I said, that was uh, I had it. I worked a job at Costco. <laughs> my I'm first. So the gas station. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my. Uh, my first job out of college, though, was, like, a Costco job, and I just, I don't know. I didn't like it, and then I, I got a job at the Boys and Girls, and I didn't really know what to expect. I, that was my first job working with kids, too, and so, I, like I said, he just, 
first day he has this like energy to with the kids and like you could, like the kids are just like yeah like you know what I mean it's, and, and it's I don't know I guess you it, it, it I don't know the best way to describe it is like I think there was like a tweet and it was like how do you like how you can't be depressed working with kids kind of deal like because right. like if you make another person smile like it's it's just like a, it's a good feeling and then you just I don't, I don't want to say you, you get feed a, off of it yeah like you just yeah, I want to say it's addicting because that sounds like it's a bad thing, but it just—it is what it is. Though. Did yeah, it make it you more optimistic? It does. It makes you more optimistic. It like helps. I felt like I've grown out as a, as a person just from being like a youth mentor. You know, like I—I I don't know. I don't know what kind of path I would have gone. I don't think I was a bad kid. I'm not saying it like oh, like I would have gone down a bad road, but I don't know if I would be the person I am today if I wasn't working with kids. Is what I'm trying to say. And, so and, that, I met and him that's something you want to continue, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to be a fucking for the rest teacher. of your life. Probably. I mean, who knows? I mean, so I know this a lot thing of- definitely had a <laughs> profound effect on you. Yeah, and I think a lot of plays into that first day. He went like, like I said, Mac. Was Who's just, Andy? Uh, he was our bo- he was our former boss. Shout out to Andy. What was his name, last name? Kim. Andy Kim. Yeah, and, and he he was like an older dude, you know, uh, our our parents' generation. But he liked working with kids, and he he kind of did the whole like you know he had it on his um wall like he has coached the different little leagues. He coached at Los Amigos High School. He he coached at different places around um, that area, and he was always like very grateful and thankful for sports. Like, you know, I, I remember he would ramble on some certain stories, but like his stories are always pretty dope. I remember like if you just sat through the ramble, you're like, ah, oh, you know, this dude, this dude knows what he's talking about. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. He just he sounds like he had a positive experience. If coaching. you sat through the ramble, <laughs> Jesus. No, you know what I mean though. I, it, it doesn't mean any like disrespect. I'm just saying like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. And go ahead. I was just going to say, man, um, thank you for sharing that. I think something, you know, I struggle with still, it, it's a, it's a pro it's a process. And I kind of wanted to, we could touch on it a little bit, but like, I don't know. I struggle to be myself at times and seeing him, the way he carries himself is just very like, ah, like, you know, it's, it's motivating, I guess. So thank you for being you, brother. I just want to say that. I want to get well, you a little thank you. dap up on the show. Because yeah. that was, I don't know, you're a dope person. It is thank the season you. of giving thanks. So yes. we know what Noah's thankful for. What are you thankful for this year? Man, I'm thankful I get to see 31, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get to see that. And especially like, and I'm not trying to bring race into this, but it is what it is. As a black man living where I live in Huntington Beach, I'm get, I get to see 31. Where, you know, a lot of people don't get to wake up, people get shot, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. people don't get to do that. And I'm thankful that I have my health, I have good people around me, and I couldn't ask for more. You know? What about you, Jacob? <sighs> you know, I guess, I don't know, I'm pretty... Uh, I'm pretty thankful for, like, my uncle and my aunt. There's somebody that uh, they've been there for me through, like, thick and thin. And, like, they're, like, a bastion of hope and, like, just a getaway from, like, my parents. You know, like, sometimes, like, I just... You just butt heads at a certain age with your parents, and I think I'm at, I'm in those ages. But I'm also in the movement of, like, trying to stack my chips, yeah. so to speak. I'm grateful for this new job that I've just started. I'm driving for a delivery service partner for a large company that delivers smiles. <laughs> that should uh, 
narrow it down there for you. <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty good opportunity to make some decent money. Mm-hmm. And if I do well enough through this month, I guess you could consider this first month kind of like my training. Or not training, but like if I'm well enough to stay because December is going to be the highest peak season. Yeah. And after December, he and he's even said too, he's like, after December, I'm only going to really like consider giving hours and being generous with the people who were helping out the team, like who were team players or like your your load quality was good, stuff like that. So yeah. um, let's see how the month of December goes for me. But so far, I've been doing really well. That's good. But we'll we'll see how that continues. But I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'll tell you that much. It does seem like something that's been good for me, and it's not retail. Remember, I talked about that on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess I landed something that that isn't retail, and it's enjoyable. That's uh, crazy. And last one, last but certainly not least, I'm thankful for you, dude. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm also thankful for the new people that I meet along the way. Any everybody that, that I've met through you has been a good person. Yeah, that, and, oh, thank and you. I think that speaks on. Not only who you are as a person, but the quality of people you hang around with, thank too, you, is, is a judgment of your character, so to speak. Even if it is ever so slightly, it's still an indicator of the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. Is the people you hang around with, the people you consider friends. Mm-hmm. And um, Thank you for that. I'm thankful for a friendship, man. I think yeah, and, and like you're both people that I met after high school, after college. and I th- Or not even after. I mean, you're like at the last semester of college, so I can pretty much say you're after college. But I think definitely... You know, I grew up, I think, I don't even say it moved a lot. I mean, I know you bounced around a lot, so I would even say it's harder for you. But I just felt like, you know, as a kid, I really never put a lot of uh, energy into, like, keeping a long-lasting friendship. Because I did move at, like, 10 years old from, like, literally, like, the next city over, or- Santa Ana to Orange, right? Not very far, but I just, I don't know. I didn't really have friends that I had from childhood. And so, like, I felt like, a lot of people that I know still have childhood friends. You have childhood friends. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll hang out with the guys you still went to high school with, and I don't really catch myself doing that a whole lot. But, you know, both of you guys I met, like I said, after high school, after, like, pretty much college. And both of you guys, I would say, are, like, some of my bestest friends. You know, Alec, I know he listens to the show, too. Shout yeah, out to Alec. Alec is my good best friend. Jamal. Yeah, Jamal. Boombastic. <laughs> but I, I just think... He's um, climbing the ranks. <laughs> I'm grateful for friendship. I think definitely, like, you know... It's cool meeting different people from all the walks of life. You know, I think that's the, that's the, 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 uh, the coolest thing about having like I don't know, just like different friends from different places. Yeah. Yeah. And above all else, I'm I am thankful for my family. As crazy as it can be sometimes, and how like, just pissed off they can really fucking make me, <laughs> and just all the feelings that family I guess can bring out of you. And I don't know if family is supposed to bring out this plethora of emotions and just like make you feel like a thousand times over I don't know but that's just how it is for my family and I don't know definitely it's a love-hate relationship but I guess I'm thankful for it because I think sometimes it gives me greater insight on certain things and it and it it sort of makes me a more patient person Mm -hmm. when I interact with my younger brother or younger sister you know like it makes me rethink but I don't get that same joy that you get from the kids but I'm also Related to them So yeah. I think it could be Totally different If it were unrelated True true. But uh, Yeah So I'm thankful for The both of you And it's been an absolute I've already met you But like right. It's been cool Hanging out with you And getting to talk to you And I think this is my Third time seeing you Yeah Yeah the second time Was True Fest but We had fun at True Fest True Fest was a good time First time was at the True uh, 100 meetup mm-hmm. right Yeah that was the, the last time we saw All of True 100 together dude That was legit We definitely gotta do that again We'll have to Bug yeah, Jamal like, about it's, it <laughs> yeah. 
I can't believe that that picture on the header for True and Hundred. The crazy <laughs> part is I'm wearing my Phillies jersey. Like, oh yeah, you I'm are. Not th- I didn't even think about that. I'm like, oh shit, Steve people are gonna Crompton. think I'm a fucking Phillies fan. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, You're fucking funny. That, that was cool. But I remember we showed up late. Like I didn't eat and it was cold. I remember yeah. it being so fucking cold. Why was it so cold? When did we go? It was like April, I want to say, or May. It was windy. Oh, that was yeah. gross. Yeah, it was windy. Oh, well, and it was outdoors too. Like so, yeah. It was, yeah, that was just booty cheeks. A little bit. But it was a good time. I mean, it was it was cool because like I met the now owner of the Continental Room, Sean. Oh yeah, that was cool. And and, and I think his girlfriend. I think his girlfriend. Oh my god, yeah, I do remember that conversation. No, you were fucking wild, bro. You were fucking wild. We are not. We are not going into that conversation. Hey, you know what's funny is like you, like Mac, and like Vince, like a bunch of other dudes, like. That I've known for a while, like that was their first time meeting you, and you saying that, I was just like, "Oh shit, that's funny as fuck." <laughs> I didn't even say anything that bad. It was, he he heard it wrong. I know, <laughs> I know. It, 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 he he thought he thought something entirely different than from what it was. <laughs> that then that's facts. <laughs> I know, but it was the way you worded it. it was just, I mean, it was yeah, funny. It, it was funny. It was, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna go into that, but yes, <laughs> yeah. I think I've talked about it on the show once. Once. Okay, we're good. <sighs> that's a Dick White story. <laughs> Dick White. <story. laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a, somebody I put on a fake name for. Nice. But regardless, we met a lot of cool people, and it's just it tr- you know what True Hundreds like. True Hundreds like the Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. We don't always come together as one, but we're somehow working together. Yeah. <laughs> There's somehow like all this shit going on, and it works. Like True Fest did happen. Yeah. But. I couldn't name any other buddy, anybody else in True 100. <laughs> I mean, outside of Jules, George, Jamal. Is Billy Yami a part of True 100? No, he's a, he's an artist, but he heavily fucks with us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I, I didn't ask that in a bad way. I like Billy Yami. Yeah. J Mac cool. is unofficially. I'm I'm fuck, yeah. I'm saying that on the pod right now. J Mac <laughs> is officially unofficially a part of True 100. Nice. Mac is officially unofficially a part of True 100. Well, he is. The Super Crimes on True 100. Yeah. Oh yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I. I think of that as his, so like. Yeah, but he's. I don't think he was he, there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually. All right, we you know a, what? We, we I'm a, faded, but yeah, like, <laughs> you, know, you know what? Whatever. All right, wait, I, hold do, up, I do want to ask up. though. The oh, la- are we you really think you're lactose intolerant? Oh, <laughs> Sorry, <God>. pause. <laughs> are we on? Yes, we're okay, on. Cool. Um, Mac. I got. I got to <laughs> ask you. Sorry. What, what kind of milk do you drink? Hey, bitch. <laughs> I had a question. I know, but I want to ask him a question first. Hey, bitch! <laughs> uh, that was disrespectful. What the fuck? Uh, he's like, what the fuck? I know. I'm sorry. I was next in line. <laughs> yeah, we had a Madeline break for this shit. God damn it! Whatever. You know what? I had a good okay. Fine. We'll have this fucking conversation. Go ahead. What kind of milk do you drink? Uh, almond milk or whole milk? Mmm. Mm, okay. Interesting. So you still fuck with whole dairy milk? Yeah. All right. Two percent? No. No. Well, two percent is not whole. Oh, it's not. Yeah, no. it's, it's one, two, and then I think whole. Which is weird. I don't <laughs> know how that works. Um, maybe I don't know. Dude. <laughs> how does milk even exist? <laughs> Cow. Cows. Yeah. Right. But yeah. how do right like? <laughs> <laughs> But how do cows exist? I get what you're saying. God created them. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not trying to get that. I'm just, but like, do you ever think about like, are we supposed to be drinking other mammals? No, I'm totally milk? okay with that. Yeah, okay. yeah, we are. I don't know. We've been drinking it for. You're right. Eons. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. <laughs> Eons. <laughs> but yes. You ain't wrong though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of stupid question is that? <laughs> 
You milk the cows, the goats. Mm-hmm. You know, like cheese is crazy. Like I guess cheese is neat. no milk. Oh, especially is in Europe, yo, Europeans <laughs> brought all that shit over though. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Surely they could see. I feel like okay, we're getting off with the whatever the fuck we were going. <laughs> yeah. So you drink whole milk or <laughs> almond milk? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I, I think I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> you think you're lactose intolerant? Straight up. That means last night. I know I can't handle the dairy. Wow. Last night I drank champurado. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, you read a whole book. No, I, <laughs> dude, it just, I it just ran its course through me. Like, I, like by the time uh, I got home and four tacos, like I, it was like a taco man. Oh, so I had four tacos and a champurado. I got two pastor, one asada, one pollo. Damn. So maybe it was the mixture. I, it was me. a mixture, of a lot of that. That's yeah, definitely dude, that's definitely a heavy it, meal for a white. Like, dude, I don't know. Like, it liquefied the <laughs> shit out of my guts. Oh, fuck. Like, holy God. You had a cleanse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. sorry if we got really graphic or gross, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> I think, uh... <laughs> hey, that was a full naked shit. Like, you know when you get fully naked? <laughs> <laughs> I've never taken off my shirt to take a shit. You, Mac? I plead the fifth. Oh, you won't answer. You won't yeah. answer. Woo! Yeah, dude, it's a thing. Like you, you're I in just, there, I, and you're I just, need, you're animal it. grunting. Like you're, I usually do that. But like right before I'm going to shower, like, you're, you're you know. at war. Like you, just, uh. you just, you're dropping a sneaky doo doo. You know, you're like you're just like, oh, like you don't take off the shirt. Like you don't get naked. <laughs> no, I've never had that serious of a shit. <laughs> during the folks. summer, no, dude, during the summer you start breaking a sweat, trying to drop a dookie. <laughs> like hell yeah, I'm, I'm getting trying. naked. Hell oh, yeah, oh, dude, you're in the on. restroom, the most acceptable place to get naked. Why does it hurt for so much for you to poop? hurt no but like you're pushing it out i don't have to yeah. push mine out mine's like oh it just slides right out well we guess i i guess we know you get fucked in the ass then <laughs> i mean come on it doesn't slide right out per se but <laughs> well, it like what you said like, <laughs> but it, it's like, it like, it's, it's cut, like you're a cigar cutter <laughs> cuts it off <laughs> no it just like <laughs> i don't know it just doesn't it does it doesn't need to be longer than like Seven to eight minutes. I don't know. Like most of my shit gets See, out. Do you enjoy your shits? Do you realize so. you're in the one place in the whole wide world where it's acceptable to no one ever bother you, yeah. whether it be a stall? I feel or like that's home? such a man thing to say, but I'm serious. Yeah. No, and it women, is. but I can only attest to a men's to a man's perspective yeah. and peace yes. that he that he obtains yes. when he has a good shit. When you just. You just enjoy it. You're you're dropping off the kids at the pool. Like, it's a different kind of kid. The bro. Browns are going to the, <laughs> the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Like yeah. whatever, however you want to chalk it up. Nice. It's, it should be an enjoyable experience. And it, see, seven to eight minutes—that's a rush shit. That's the kind of shit you take at work because you're on the clock and nah, someone's going to notice your absence. At work, I take longer. I was gonna say, yeah, at work sometimes I take longer. They shit. notice your absence. I tried to do that at Target. I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and. um... I'd always get yelled at for it, so. For taking long, like, you would take that long of shits? I'd take 20 minute shits. Oh, nice, yeah, <laughs> baby. You would yeah. take a 20 minute Dude, shits hey, on the clock, hey, man. The last 20 minutes of my shift, what do you think I was doing? Taking a shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was awesome, it was awesome. Anyways, anyways, like, there's just something inherently peaceful about taking a good shit, and it's also a great way to start your day. That's, yeah. that's my morning routine. Drop a deuce, brush my teeth, wash my hands. I mean, oh, wash no, my it, hands and brush my teeth. Oh, say reverse that. <laughs> yeah, I say I I typically drink some water and yeah, brush my teeth. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but like, try driving a morning dude. I guarantee you, it's like morning sex. You'll be walking down this fucking 
driveway, like, like hello, Mrs. Susanna. Like, good morning, world. The sun's going to have a space on it singing. Like, the flowers are going to be a cappella. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what commercial you're Yeah, the about. flowers are going to be a cappella. Everyone's going to be dancing. It's going to be great. I want to backtrack on something because we kind of just brushed over it. And for those, like, repetitive listeners, especially Oliver, if you're listening too, hope you're listening. <laughs> we had an episode not too long ago, maybe like two months ago. And this man right here, Jacob Fanshaw, was sort sort of hating on the alternative milks and uh, <laughs> milks that didn't contain dairy product or whatever. The alternative and, um, milks. <laughs> I don't know what else to call them. That sounds like a band name, though, low key. <laughs> alternative milks. Trademark that. Trademark that. Yeah, we're tra- <laughs> don't try. <laughs> Anyways, um, this man was hating on those alternative milks so hard, and me and Oliver, of course, were laughing at how. You know, one day this is gonna happen to you because it would. I feel like it's just a trend. Like we asked you, what kind of milks you drink? I'll ask you in a sec. Like, what does your milk? Does your stomach still react weirdly to dairy milk? But like, I feel like I don't know myself as well as a lot of my family and friends. They're having that same problem and they convert to alternative milk. I don't know almond whatever. And it solves the bubbly guts after drinking milk. Basically, it solves wow. that. You get you don't get the flavor of dairy milk. You get like seventy percent of it, and then. I don't but know. That seventy percent is like a lot. You can you enjoy, mean? but you can enjoy cereal like again. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, but I never drank milk like you did. Like you just drank a glass of milk. I never really well, did that. Not all the time. It wasn't my fucking dinner drink. <laughs> like Jesus. But no, I know. But like, I enjoyed a glass of milk every once in a while. Yes. Like sometimes when I'm really faded, I'll just be like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just that's gulp like, it down, and it felt so like cold. That's fucking crazy. I used to enjoy a glass of milk with my cookies, or Ooh, right yeah. before going to bed. Yeah. Not a glass of milk. Yep. Did you ever drink warmed milk? Like, did you ever Hell do- no. see? Right. See, that's weird. That is weird. Okay. What if you like? Actually, no. That's hot chocolate. We used to, we used to boil milk actually. Because mm. when you get it fresh out the cow, you gotta boil it to kill all the bacteria and You're everything right. that's in it. So we used to drink it boiled actually. You I got a cow. Sugar. I grew up on a farm in Haiti. So what? Wait, you're from Haiti? Yes. Yeah. Oh, what? yeah. There's a whole background that, I mean, that itself could well, be like could a two-hour Can we talk podcast. about this? Or, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't know this. We're, we're over here blabbering on about, we could be talking about something meaningful. <laughs> it was, this is, okay, let's, okay, fine, let's run it. You're right. He grew up in Haiti. Tell him about it, Max. Please. I'm definitely, and there's the last Madeline. Would anyone like this? <laughs> no, I'm no, chilling. Go ahead, okay. you, you killed I've those. been quietly just, yeah, <laughs> no, over here. You've been fine. <laughs> I'm surprised you could talk so well with the... Dry mouth. They are a sentence enhancer type of cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Shout out to the Battle Lions at your local grocery store. Yeah. Fucking, I, I love you, Jacob. <laughs> 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 All right, BS, tell us, tell, tell the people listening. You're a Haitian. Yes, you're yes, Haitian. I am Woo! Haitian. Uh, born in, in Miami, but lived there, lived in Haiti for eight years. So, you know, I got to go through struggles. That's what when people complain about like struggling and I'm like I look at you I'm like wait do you really know what struggling is? Mm-hmm. Like yeah you, you may not have this and that or whatever but you have a roof over your head you got you got food in your belly all this and all that where people are struggling for food and all that but um yeah man I, I grew up there from the age of four to twelve uh you know being there taught me to taught me value value of people value of a dollar just value in general you know and it also made me the man i am today a caring person because i know i i I see people struggling day to day so i know like i know what it's like to be that person so i i want to be somebody that makes a difference and help 
others achieve their goals, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. whether it's just putting a smile on their face for that day, you know, if that's what I had to do for that for, for them, I'll do it because I know what it's like to be at the bottom, you know. So, so yeah. Um, if you got questions, you gotta ask them, man. Well, but, absolutely. What part of Haiti did you live in? Port-au-Prince. Port-au-Prince. Yeah, Port-au-Prince. Port Port of Prince. Port of Prince. Yeah, Port of Prince. And I'm, I'm, I'm. It's okay. Port O. Porto. Prince. Prince. Yeah. It's like the capital. Really? Yeah, it's the capital. What but was that I like? Have, like any other city, really? Just. Um. Well, you ever been to Mexico? No, sir. Oh, I'm about to say it's almost like going to Mexico. It, it's yeah. it's definitely, we're you know we were talking before the recording about the homes in Newport, the mm-hmm. homes in. Oh, and, million and, dollar and fucking homes. Yes, those like crazy million dollar homes. You don't see any of that there. Yeah, it's, it's well, very, that, that's what I want to know. Like, what's it's it very, like? Is it impoverished? It's yes, yes it's, yeah, it's, it's an impoverished literally country. house built upon houses. Like okay. you, you ever see like okay? If, I don't know if you've ever seen Bad Boys Two. Oh, sure. Bad Boys. You, okay, I, I, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, you seen the Hulk then? When he the Hulk the favelas? Too, Do you when know? He was in yeah, Brazil, I know what the favelas. When he was are, in yeah. Brazil. Yeah. That, it, that's how our, our country looks. Okay. The same, same, same style. The, the toll building, the the toll roof, the roofings, all of that. Like that's how it was. Like we no foundation really. Like if anything had, that's why when the earthquake hits, it hits really hard because we don't really have a set foundation. Yeah. In our in our country, you know. But yeah, it's just. What was growing up there like? Could would you do you want to even talk about that or would you? Rather? I mean, it's, it's whatever. I, I I've gotten comfortable with it. Um, growing up over there was, I mean, I was, what, I had younger siblings that I, I had to care for. I had younger cousins I had to take, take care for. My mom was out here in the, in the States. So, yeah, we were just, like, I just, we just had to make sure we were going to school. We have, we tried whatever we had to do to get food in our bellies, you know, whether it meant taking it from somebody else or... I learned how to cook literally using the you know the carnation milk cans. I learned how to cook out of out of those. Yeah, um, we use charcoal for everything. Our meat, like you know how over here, like we got meat that's refrigerated, all that. Over there, you buy they, they kill the animal right then and there, and you buy the, you buy the meat and you can't store it. The only way you can store it if you put salt and vinegar on it, that it'll last you an extra day. That's it. It won't last long. We didn't have power. Like power, like we get power maybe every other every other week, maybe if even that. Um, we're big on soccer, you know. World Cup, like we love the World Cup. Like we watch that thing, like it's a freaking religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, the milk thing I was telling you about. We have people who go out to the provinces and buy get milk from cows and <coughs> carry them in little containers that are sealed, and then you buy it from them, and then you boil it. Just so you could kill bacteria and all of that. Then we drink it with add a little sugar in there and drink that thing, or we'd use it to make uh this uh dessert that we have is sweet potato dessert. Fire as hell. I wanna make it one day, I miss it. Um but yeah, it's just man you had to wake up every day and try to figure out if how if you're gonna eat it, how you're gonna eat, because if your family over here is nice aren't able to send you money, because like we always think the grass is greener on the other side. We always thought like, oh, yeah, they live in the states. Like, they're making money. They should be able to help us. I'm on this side now, and I understand that it's not that it's not that way. Cause if it was that way, shit, all my family that's still in Haiti right now would be living pretty well right now. You mm-hmm. know, uh, so yeah, we had to wake up and figure out how we're gonna eat. 
We have to sell things in order for us to function. Sacrificing yourself so your younger siblings could eat. But it, all, all those things, man, are, are the, the reason I am the person I am today. Because I, I'm resilient. That's what people tell me. I, I didn't see it at first, but I'm noticing it. I'm resilient. I don't give up. I don't like to take no for an answer. And I would find a, if I can't find a way to do something right now, I'll find a way at some point. And I think that's one of the, th those life lessons that I learned growing up over there. You know, like always be resilient. Don't don't really take shit from nobody and just grow and be the person you're meant to be, regardless of your what's in front of you. You know, there's always going to be things in front of you. There's always going to be walls in front of you. It's up to you if you break that wall or you climb it. So, and that was a wall that needed to be climbed. And it, again, you know, that's why I work so hard. I, I bust my ass every day because I know I know that if I was over there right now, I'd probably be sitting there like wondering what I'm, what am I gonna eat? What am I gonna do this? X, Y, and Z, you know. But again, growing up in a different country does that to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of grind. Yeah, like for real. Like I mean, that's <clears throat> the best way to explain it, you know. So you had no adult supervision? Yeah, I had my my great aunt. Oh, that, that's kind of, okay. That's what I was wondering. I was because you you said that you were alone. No, well, I mean it felt like it because we run rampant rabbit like over there. Nobody really says anything to you. You could buy alcohol at the age of three. As soon as you could walk, you could buy alcohol. So it's just like there is no really. Is there no police or like? There, what, what, there are, but they don't give a fuck. Nah. But it's cops are crooked. All right. the cops are crooked. They, they just want money. They want you to pay them. But it's just... I don't know. So, yeah, that's crazy. Was there a lot of drug usage? Or, like, was that something that... Like, because, you know, here... Well, not here, but, like... You know how it's, like... Yeah, in the We US. use drugs recreationally in the United States and in other parts of the world. It's, like, decimates or, like, it's just... It's not the same. Like, there's... Was there a dispensary? I mean, they or smoke like, marijuana. Right, but it's naturally grown, right? Yeah. Like, they, 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 yeah, they there's they no dispensary, around. right? There's no. just straight, like... I'm pretty sure it's legal, like, huh, to it's grow not, it. It's not legal. Are there laws? It wasn't no. legal. I mean, Are there laws against it or for it? If they found you with it, they'd beat you to a pulp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's wow. just... Because they, they considered you as a, a hoodlum, I guess. Mm. Yeah, they, they just saw you as the annex against society. So they, yeah, so they always like if they ca catch you with it, like, oh yeah, you're like the ultimate criminal, and they're beating your crap out of you until like you're almost bleeding to death. Yeah. All that for weed? for marijuana? Is is <clears throat> so I'd imagine you get it's just that the, the people grew up drugs with, aren't very popular, popular amongst the Haitian culture, correct? Yeah, to this day, I mean, a lot of old old fashioned Haitians who they see you, they hear you smoking weed, they're like, uh uh, you bad, you're a bad kid, like all this and all that, and I'm like. Not really, you know. Like my mom, she's you know, she's she's an old soul. Yeah. You know, and she she's it's always been like against this, against that, against this. But now, she's her eyes has opened have opened a little bit, right? Mm. She's able to see things a little clearer, and she's able to understand like society just it, it is what it is. Right. Like you can't just because you don't like something doesn't mean the next generation is supposed to. Right. So it, it's just the whole conversation we had. Um, we had. But um, but yeah, it, it was always frowned upon to smoke marijuana. If you did, they said, "Oh, you'd become this, you'd become that, you'd be this, you'd be lazy." All that. I'm like, "Yeah, you, of course, you smoke marijuana. You're lazy as fuck. Cause you don't want to do shit." Right. But that's that's just the effects of marijuana. That's it. It doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. Yeah. But that's just how people 
portrayed it back in the back in those days. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like in the 1990s. Yeah, you know, like early 90s. It was very criminalized back in the yeah. day, and I think you know it. It definitely. I mean, here in the states, it was like that too, and I think that's why our parents are like that as well. And my kind of similarly, like my mom's opened her eyes to, or just opened her viewpoints to certain things, and she's a little bit more like open to certain stuff. But like even tattoos, obviously different you know drug usage and tattoos i'm not trying to compare the two but like tattoos is something viewed very frowned upon in the older generation but like this younger generation is very like pro it's just tattoo. art yeah it's just art so anyways yeah do, I you, think do you have any tattoos i have Mark? seven you have seven mm-hmm. Ooh. can you tell us about them uh <coughs> my very first one is uh my brother who passed away okay um and then I got my nephew's name and date of birth in a, as a, in a Bible verse, written, like as a Bible verse. So his name is John, and he was born December 13th, so John 12, 13. So if you look that up, there's a whole meaning behind it about him being royalty and stuff like that. Um, and I got a koi fish for my sister because she's a Pisces. Mm. I got my daughter's footprint. She passed away, so I got her footprints on my chest. And then... I got a Kobe tattoo, and then I got a Sagittarius tattoo, and then I got my island of Haiti on my hand, on my right hand, and then there's a plane. There's a plane leaving the island to fly away. Cool. Hell yeah. So yeah, all my tattoos have significant meaning to me. Every single one of them. No, that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hats off to you. I don't, I don't, I do, I remain tattooless, but I, I would really love to have a tattoo. I just don't know what, of what, and financially it's not in my cards right now, but I would love to get a tattoo. I think it's a very cool expression. It is. It's nice. So, I know you also kind of bounced around in the United States a little bit too. You said you were born in Miami, but I believe you told me you lived in New York for a little bit, right? Yeah. Can you just tell us, I mean... I know because we did this to like kind of from a mic and I, but I want Jacob to hear it and definitely the listeners of this show to hear it too. You know, what was uh, we hear about Eastern East Coast culture, but like, well, I don't know, what was it just what's some of the bigger differences from now living here in Huntington on the West Coast, Orange County versus living where you have lived in the past? I wouldn't say there's, I mean, the, the, the vibe is different for sure. Like, I think that's one of the things like people are more welcoming here. Than anywhere else, like in New York, like people, people in New York, they have this mindset, like you know, oh yeah, we're better, we're greater, and what we say is 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 gospel. Really? Yeah. If you ever go to New York, don't don't. New Yorkers will literally tell you like, oh, why the Yankees are the best. Yeah. Why the Knicks are the best. Even Bing like bong. Right. Like it's just like they'll they'll tell you that's their gospel. That's what they read. That's what they bleed. Yeah. You know, and Florida, <clears throat> it's just. It's, it's the culture shock because there's a lot of like uh, Latinx population, Cubans, mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans, all of that. Um, there's not too many Asian population out there. So out here, when I moved out here, I had to reform, you know, get my brain to calibrate to understand like, oh, what is this? Like, my first first reaction with a Vietnamese person. Yeah. It was a bunch of kids, and their last names were Nguyen, and I was like, y'all related first reaction right and then they were like oh you racist i didn't know no better i didn't grow up around that you yeah. know okay. so over here too i got a culture shock i had to educate myself i had to understand like the, the different types of asians the different types of yeah. people that i'm around the 
that not to call Salvadorians Mexicans because they'll punch you in the throat. Ooh, yeah. um, and there's a few of them here in SoCal. Yeah, it's, there's more than I thought. Yes. You know, and it, it, it's just like... Why would you get punched? Just, uh, it's just... Yeah, I, I, I don't know it as well as maybe somebody else will, but just, I don't know, there's something about cultures that are kind of, they're near each other in geographic location, but they're different cultures and they don't want to be associated. Yeah, you know, plainly don't like each other. So. Yeah, it's the same thing with like Samoans and Tongans. Like, that's why when you see somebody who looks of poly like background, always say poly, don't like, don't assume Samoan because, you know, you, they're Tongan, they're going to be kind of like, hey, like, no, nah, we're, we're Tongan, you know, or whatever. So it's just kind of like that, like, I don't know. I think it's uh, Salvadorans and Mexicans are the same way. Uh, they're like neighboring countries. I think um, Guatemalans are like that too. I remember there was I had a college class with a student who was Guatemalan, but I don't know how this even came up to be. Be but like it was an English class. So our teacher was like, she asked him about his background. Just like oh like you know like I don't know like oh like raise your hand if you're Mexican. And he never raised his hand for when she went around the room. And she's like, oh, so what are you? And she's like, well, I'm not Mexican. I'm, I'm Guatemalan, you know, like, I'm Latino or whatever. And I was just like, oh, shit, like, that's dope. I didn't even, I just assumed a lot of people here in SoCal are Mexican. Mexican. But, yeah, yeah, they don't like being called Mexican is what I'm trying to say. Well, I feel like that's a pretty generalized term. Right, it is. That's what I'm saying. They're, when she said Mexican, she meant to say Latino or Hispanic because there is different cultures here. You know, I think there's a, a good chunk of El Salvadorans Damn, and Guatemalans. Just, having this conversation made me realize that I'm not even well-versed on, like, what constitute Latino or Hispanic? Uh, Hispanic basically just includes Spain. Like, so you could be... When you say Hispanic, you're including people like Spaniards. When mm. you're saying Latino, you're, you're speaking of Latin America, which is everything south of Mexico and the yeah. islands too. Mm. Dominican, Cuba, but also like Venezuela, Chile, all those places. Peru. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's, there's like, two way too. There's a lot. Yeah. And then when you're saying like Chicano... Paraguay, yeah, Uruguay, um, Costa Rica, Panama. Got a bunch island. of cra- yeah, a bunch of crazy. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll get Cuba, into my Spanish bag. I had, a, I had side note. I had a really dope Spanish class. It was like an advanced conversation Spanish, and so that's why I feel like my Spanish isn't quite fluent, but it's like damn near close. Like, I was you taking advanced. I took Spanish an advanced. Talk and you're not fluid. What the hell, dude? It's it's. But you're not. I was I'm talking sure like it's hard. I was talking like that every day. So unless I'm talking like that with someone every day, it's. You need you need to be we're constantly speaking English, but I only speak Spanish maybe like four times, three times a week, you know. And if, if in those three or four times a week, it's like sometimes <coughs> here and there at work, sometimes it's you know a good hour or two with my grandma. But it's not like I don't know, I'm not doing it every day like I should be. So that's the, how you to to maintain a high Spanish speaking level. Anyways, I took a class, yeah. And but anyway, one of the projects we had to like go country by country. He would assign countries to each of the students and. We had to learn about like basically like their culture you know and i think that was kind of cool because for the most part i was only exposed to mexicans so it was kind of like everyone had to present in spanish too mind you that was kind of intimidating i had to do like a 20 minute presentation in spanish and that shit whew, i think i bombed yeah. it i bombed it but that that made me <laughs> that made me get better because that was like our first project so yeah, I, to, I hated that shit in <laughs> high school it was terrible i had to get better and think about it, dude. High school was a piece of cake. Like I was fucking advanced Spanish, bro. Oof. You but didn't it, take it, AP it Spanish. It made me get. I didn't take it in, um, in high oh, school. Oh, you should have. Uh, I wasn't that good in Spanish, especially because this is what I didn't like too. Sorry, side note, another side rant. But like, my high school Spanish teachers, once they found out you knew Spanish, they they just you're an easy A. You don't have like you don't have to do the work. 
And that's what I didn't like about my Spanish speaking teachers or Spanish teachers because both of them, my eighth grade teacher actually was like a Latino. Actually, both my middle school teachers were of Latin or Hispanic descent. But the English, or excuse me, the Spanish teachers were like in high school or white. Anyways, yeah, I didn't, you know, I remember like if we had to give like a 10 minute speech in Spanish, high school, everyone else had to give the full 10. But a Spanish speaking student like myself, she would like, hey, give me two minutes and then you're good. You know, she would just have to do like like a fifth of the work of every other kid did. And you just got an easy A. It was crazy. But it didn't teach me anything new, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to say. So that's why I didn't take AP Spanish because I knew I would have fucking failed that shit. Because they would have actually taught you something? Yeah. Yeah, and I knew my Spanish-speaking teacher was whack. Whack. Oh, you're... Okay, never mind. I thought you were implying that the AP Spanish teacher... No, no, the ones I took, like the intermediate and then the one-pass intermediate, you know? I know. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm confused. You're just upset that you weren't challenged enough. Right, in high school Spanish. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm just... That's an interesting thing to be upset about. Ah... Well, we don't dig super deep into that. I just think... I didn't mean it like that. I just... No, you're... No, I know, but, like... Yeah, I was. I was kind of, <laughs> like... I was a student that I felt like could have been challenged more, but I think, you know, that's... That's, the, that's I think, why I want to get into teaching, and I like working with the kids so much, too, is I had a, a semi-subpar experience in the high school experience that I went to. Right. Now, give me this. I think, look, you, you, but you guys both see me. I don't look, I significantly look less Hispanic than most people, most Hispanic people, right? Like, I, I know I can get the, oh, like, what ethnicity are you or whatever, but I definitely noticed when I, when we moved from Santa Ana to Orange, yeah, like, Orange was the quote-unquote, the suburb to Santa Ana, a lot more money, a lot more white people there, but I don't know, because I didn't really, like, go to elementary school or, like, I don't know, because I wasn't really, like, I don't want to say I stood out like a sore thumb because it wasn't like that either. But I wasn't like the most, like kids who grew up in Orange, I wasn't like them, I guess you could say. And so I noticed like, I don't know if I just, the teachers responded to a different way to that or I get put in certain classes like that, but I don't know. I, I just, I feel like my high school experience at that high school, academic wise, wasn't really like that challenging. And it was just kind of like, it was a cakewalk. Like I, I breezed through high school, like no one pushed me, maybe like one or two classes, but you know, college is a big wake-up call when that happens to you. Mm, okay, that's okay. Yeah, that's what I guess that's what I was trying to get to. I mean, sorry, I don't know if this is like too little long of a rant, but you know. Sheesh. How did we start talking about this? Oh, uh, because you <laughs> said. Okay, because Mac, you said that you you've had to readjust to your new environment. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I kind of feel that same way working in Irvine now. Yeah. A lot. I deal with a lot more people of Asian descent and eth- and ethnicity, and sometimes they don't speak perfect English like it's not like terrible it's just there's like heavy accent you know you can definitely tell that uh, they are foreigners on the shores of the United States mm-hmm. and it's it's been a uh, sometimes I'm like I just I genuinely cannot understand yeah and I'm like what and I feel like an idiot because they like say what they say and then I'm like what what oh do this and like no okay and it's just like a constant miscommunication yeah I think it's it's something you definitely pick up over time and I think because we've worked with kids we've gotten a lot of practice I think or at least speaking for myself I'm sure you could say to it too but you know you gotta you gotta speak with a lot of people who spoke brick in English and you just 
don't know. I, I want to see you get better at it over time. Definitely. I mean, we're, we're both a little older than you, too. But, yeah, definitely, like, I know what you mean, though. I like that. Right. That struggling. Anyways, how long has the show been going on for? How long have we been recording for? Uh, just hit an hour. A little over an hour. Hour and a minute. Let hour me tell you something. Minutes. Oh, wow. This, this is going to be a long one. A little bit. Um, let me tell you something, man. That discussion on you being from Haiti was actually amazing. I did not know that. I was, thank you for sharing on the, on the uh Yes, thank show. you. Appreciate you. Despite all the stupid shit we said, I think that was probably the first serious thing that has been discussed. So thank you for that. No problem. It's been. I feel like we've definitely rambled on for this episode. A little bit. I mean, that's kind of what we do here. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> that's kind of what we do. Here. <laughs> no, we I need know. to improve for twenty twenty two. You're, you're right. You're right. That should we be probably, the new goal. We probably rambled on, but you're right. I mean, I think more direct. We can be a little bit more direct. I, I think we were. Well, uh, I'm. I'm going to be direct now. I'm going to motion towards yes. the end of the show. Do we have a nay? Do you have a nay or a yay? To what? To motion to the end of the show. I'm going to say nay. Nay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it, whatever. I'm with whatever. I'm here. All right. Um, I guess we just wrap up MLB Awards. Unfortunately, I was wrong. Angel's Twitter. You want to go there? Did brief. No, I'm not even going to go like into it. Just Shohei Otani won the AL MVP. Okay. So yeah, congratulations ready? to all Angel fans. You National League MVP was Bryce Harper. Do you want to just count? This is in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, nice. what do you mean count this as in? Oh, I don't know. I thought, like, you were going to, like, do a pause and then, oh, yeah, three, two, one. Shohei Otani won MVP. Oh, no, yeah, I'm just going to go into it. What the okay. fuck? I'm not going to dress it up. It's just, okay. Alec, I know you're happy. <laughs> I feel like everyone else that probably isn't me is happy for Shohei, but, Mac, are you a baseball fan? Not really. Not really? Uh, what, what, what sport do you like? Basketball, football, soccer. What kind of football? High school? I mean, college or pro? Uh... Mostly pro, but I've been lately been watching a little bit of college. Who's your nice. team for pro? Uh, Dolphins, unfortunately. You're a Dolphins fan. Interesting. A fellow AFC East guy. I'm he's, a Bills fan. He's uh, from Miami, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that shouldn't surprise me, but it does. It's cool <laughs> to meet another fellow AFC East. Do you have any jerseys? Uh, unfortunately, I, I have an Eagles jersey, but Even it was because uh, a Ajayi, when Ajayi played for the Dolphins... And then one of my friends got it for me when he went to the Eagles. My oh. friend's an Eagles fan, and he yeah. bought it for me oh, okay. As a, okay. for my birthday as a as a spoof. And I was like, all right, so it's still in my closet. But yeah. I got a lot of I got basketball jerseys, and I have that one. What basketball jerseys do you have? Miami Heat. Uh, Who? I got a Dwayne Wade. I got Jimmy Butler. And then I got the Space Jam jersey, Michael Jordan. Jeez. And I got the freshman to Bel Air Will Smith oh. jersey. This man has got drip, ladies and gentlemen. Bel Air Academy. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just like to like to dress, man. Hell yeah! Call him sure. Ranch because he be dressing. Hey. Pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, and all the listeners at home, Noah will be here all week. <laughs> and there's no hey, way. Fuck y'all. There's no way around Come on, that. That one. was funny. That was funny, yo. <laughs> Yeah, what's wrong with you? This right here is a penny dropper. <laughs> hey, real quick, we can't end the pod, though, on this note, because as we did last week, there was a poem involved. I asked Mac for a word. So, for Mac on this episode, I have a poem that I'd like to read to y'all. Oh, really? What's the word? Here, you need the light? Yes. Well, I don't even know the word, universal. but I, just, I still want to get the light. Oh, yeah, you need that light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he gave me the word trust. 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 Oh, T-R-U-S-T. Shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, I wrote, I wrote down a little thoughts. <laughs> oh, it's going to make me want to throw up. And, <laughs> but not in the bad way because, like, <laughs> you're just going to make me get all, like, introspective right now. <laughs> Shit. He ain't ready. He ain't ready. <laughs> Should I read it? No, I've honestly. You just, sound, you just sound ready for that. No, to be honest, I'm not, and I just I have a feeling it's like hey. serious subject matter. Oh, I, just, come I, on. I don't want to feel like that right now, dude. I'm coming down. I'm on a come down of a good high. Like I don't want to feel that. Like I know it's excellently written. Read this. In. Okay, when am I gonna read this then? Next episode, and it's gonna be dedicated to Mac because you wrote it while Mac was here. Thank you for coming. Thank. I, I'm sorry. I just know by the title when he said trust, I knew like. Fuck. Like this is gonna make me feel like shit, and not because you're a bad poet, but because like you're just gonna write some shit that's just gonna cut deep and hard. And you know what? I don't want to feel like that right now. On the eve of Thanksgiving, I don't want to feel like that. Oh man! Oh, I got Madeline crumbs on my jacket. <laughs> that's little the end of the show. Boy, little fat boy. Episode thirty-eight. Little fat boy. That's a wrap. <laughs>